You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And I have an announcement. We will be in the company of stars such as Stephen Amell, Matt Smith, and the fabulous Laura Williams this week. We're hosting a live show at Dallas Fan Festival in Irving, Texas, this Friday, October 14th at 7 p.m. If you are a fan of things like expos and this podcast, and you live in the area or can afford to travel the required distance, do it. We'd love to meet you. You can get tickets to the expo at, or the fan festival, whatever it's called, at fanexpohq.com slash Dallas Fan Festival. I'll also include a link in the description. So who wants to talk about Amazons and Atlanteans and Kryptonians and all the ends? You do. As long as they're not Zack Snyder's version. Oh, they are. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure that's what OP is alluding to is basically the Snyderverse. Yes. So um, the theory that I'm bringing today is Amazonians slash Atlanteans are hybrid human slash Kryptonian descendants. And Mm. this was written by Lex Hmm. Odin. In Man of Steel, Clark discovers a Kryptonian scout ship sent out during Krypton's Age of Expansion. As he explores the ship, he finds long-dead Kryptonians in some sort of hibernation pods. One of the pods is open, and there's nobody there. Initially, this was a setup for a possible Supergirl. But I, OP, has a different idea. What if this ship crashed upon ancient Earth, and its sole survivor left and interbred with the native human population? We know the Kryptonians abandoned expansion long ago. Centuries, at least, relatively to Krypton. But... What if it was thousands of years and the first hybrids became the gods of myths? As those gods continued to breed with the humans, their powers became more and more diluted. Eventually, a race of superpowered warrior women slash underwater dwellers were all that were left. In the comics, humans and Kryptonians can interbreed. We know Wonder Woman has powers comparable to Superman. We know Kryptonians have a weakness to magic. What if the Descendants found a source of magic on Earth to augment their powers, something like the anti-life equation? So Zeus, Ares, and the other Olympians are a generation or two removed from that original survivor who have used magic to simulate full Kryptonian powers. This would explain why the Mother Boxes stayed dormant. There were Kryptonian Descendants on Earth who could oppose Darkseid, but when Clark arrived on Earth, it reset the lower threshold of their activation— As a pure Kryptonian was on Earth, the Mother Boxes evaluated him as the greatest threat. Upon his death, they activated, signaling Darkseid's forces that Earth was vulnerable. Mother Box. That's the theory. Mother Box. Mother Box. Interesting. 
It yes. sounds like um, it sounds like a size of chicken tenders you can get at a fast food chicken place. A mother box. <laughs> uh, got the large, got the family size. You know, I'm gonna go for the mother box, please. Yeah, like it's it's kind of sad to think about that KFC totally could have jumped on that promotion mm -hmm. <laughs> when Justice League came out. Yeah. So, uh, what are your initial thoughts on this? Um, if you have any, I do. Yeah, I actually do have a few. Um, I, despite my feelings about the <laughs> Snyderverse stuff, um, I, I, I have to say, I did enjoy Man of Steel. I really liked Man of Steel. I thought that was a great yeah. interpretation of Superman. And it was done really well. I just don't think that it should have branched off and in, into the rest of the DC universe. But that's another story. But um, aside from that, I actually kind of like this idea. It kind of makes sense, especially in um, the Snyder Cut version of the Justice League movie in the opening sequence when we see um, Darkseid trying to come to Earth uh, that first time. And we see all of the different factions fighting against he and his forces. We see some mm -hmm. of those Olympian gods and goddesses fighting alongside the like Green Lantern that was there, the Atlanteans, the Amazonians. Like they're all fighting together and it makes sense that they would have, there'd be at least a partially Kryptonian in their uh, ability to defend the uh, mother boxes and all of that. So yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to me. Uh, I'd probably need to dig a little further to really get into it, but uh, on the surface, yeah. Speaking of surface, water, Aquaman, fish. Um, so we're talking about Atlanteans and stuff. My problem is, and this is not necessarily a an, a, uh, a breakdown of my analysis of the theory itself, but if I'm just going to think about this, and everybody, all superpowered beings, as this person says, are descendants from Kryptonians, none of they don't all have the same abilities as Kryptonians. Like Superman mm -hmm. can't, does not have the same capabilities as Arthur Curry, for example. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he could swim. I think, that's, I think that comes down to kind of what they said in the actual theory where the initial ones were like the uh, Greek oh, gods or whatever. And they, they were very powerful. And as the generations went along, they were kind of diluted. And also with genetics, just in general, mm -hmm. when um, when you have descendants, your descendants take on different traits and different portions of your DNA. And so one one sibling could look could look or act or mm -hmm. be completely different, have a different genetic makeup as the other sibling. Um, and so that could explain the divergence in their different abilities and and uh powers and stuff like that no i understand that makes i mean the way you clear cleared that up for me i appreciate that yeah um but it just makes me wonder okay so then what does an original kryptonian on earth look like um look at superman because they're saying that he is the purest kryptonian to have arrived in the modern time so I would yeah. expect that those what they're saying of those people who came during the expansion period were pure Kryptonian the same way that Clark is. Okay. Yeah. So would so let's look at an Amazon. No, not Amazon. Let's look at a Atlantean. A Atlantean. Let's look at an Atlantean. 
you know, I can see, you know, if we look at the science stuff and birds and things and turtles and fish and, and basically what I'm getting at is talking until I can remember the guy's name, Darwin, and his stuff. Um, you know, you start, if you start with a pure form and you slowly break it down into different things and you filter out stuff, whether it's like natural selection or however you want to look at it, you know, if you have a, a, a family of white birds that live in a forest of black trees and every once in a while they'll have a little bird with gray feathers well the theory or the thought the thinking is okay all the white birds will die but the ones with darker colored feathers will live because they can you know um hide so but what i'm all that to say is that trait has to be in there somewhere to begin with I mean, unless you have some kind mm, of mutation or whatever. I think that would be adaptation. Yeah, correct. Well, well um, it just depends on the the whole how the whole thing is set up. Be if adaptation, I would see more as the giraffe's neck. You know, they had to grow necks <laughs> to eat leaves <laughs> because What's that's the what they needed in order to survive in their yeah. surroundings. Correct. So, so why wouldn't it be the same situation for the Atlanteans? These crypt these are Kryptonians mm -hmm. who found it better to go and live underwater. And so over generations, their bodies adapted to living in the water. So maybe yeah. I should look this up, but what is the difference then between natural selection and adaptation? Or are they the same thing? That's beyond me. Yeah, it's not something I've really delved too deeply into. While All you're right. doing that, shall we move on to the comments? Yes, please. Okay, our first comment comes from Zeke Owl 91 They say, interesting theory. I always thought, though, that the Greek gods were one of the elder races from the beginning of the universe in a similar league with Darkseid's father, which is kind of hinted at when Steppenwolf tells Diana in the Justice League film that she has the blood of the old gods in her. Plus, the Snyder Cut shows Darkseid coming to Earth but without his powers, suggesting he hasn't gotten the Omega effect from his older brother, the powers that the Elder Races slat, slash, yeah. <laughs> slash <laughs> old gods have. Hmm. So okay. there's that. Yeah. See, and, and in my whole thinking through all of this, through the original theory and that comment is... Diana was sculpted from clay, <laughs> uh, yeah. according to the the retconned origin story for her. And mm. also, um, I didn't understand the the bit about uh, Kryptonians being susceptible to magic. Never heard of that. Only oh, Kryptonite yeah. is all I knew about. <laughs> no, that's that. I do know that's a thing because um, I believe in the, actually the the animated justice league show there are a couple of episodes where they have to face off against the magical being and superman is basically useless in those episodes i mean that makes Ooh, sense so maybe because sorry go ahead maybe that'd be a fun fight to see it would be zatanna zatara versus superman yeah because mm -hmm. like if, if all of his abilities are against the physical elements you know if if something's unnatural and magical or mystical just depending on what that effect is, he's not going to be able to fight against it. Like if she has a right. spell that 
ties his arms in a knot, you know? <laughs> or turns him into spaghetti. Oh, wait. Yeah. Sorry. That was Oops. Oh. different movie, different franchise. <laughs> I'd kind of like to uh, see, uh, I'd like to see him go against Constantine. Ooh, cool. That'd be so That'd cool. Be cool. <laughs> the uh, the okay, Matt Ryan uh, one, not Keanu. Man, Matt Ryan. He is like born to make play that role. Yeah, um, he was. Okay, so the next comment is from Hunting the Wumpus. <laughs> then why... <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, then why aren't they vulnerable to kryptonite? And how do you explain the affinity for magic, which is antithetical to the ultra-materialist scientism of Krypton? And OP responds, anti-life equation. It's both science and magic. Plus, if you dilute Kryptonian DNA, you dilute the effects of kryptonite. You have mm-hmm. the Amazonians and Atlanteans who are generations removed from Kryptonian blood, boosted by magic. Kryptonite doesn't mean much. That's a good yeah. point. Except what is the... I mean, <laughs> you can make... You can quash any point by saying <laughs> anti-life equation. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. As soon anti-life. as I read it, I was like, you're just going to just play that as a trump card on everything. <laughs> okay, um, I'll keep going. Uh, our next comment comes from Geek God Zeus. How do you explain the involvement of the gods like Zeus, Hades, etc. in fighting Darkseid? And OP responds, again, the anti-life equation. <laughs> <laughs> You have less powerful human slash Kryptonian hybrids who used the anti-life equation to boost their natural powers, normal physiological abilities, plus a magical infusion. Imagine Zeus as Jonathan Kent, Superman's son, not father, getting some magical powers through the anti-life equation. I don't want to. And then geek god Zeus comes back and says, and why are Amazonians only women then? Lex Odin, our OP, comes back, that's just mythology. It's not a perfect theory, just a way to try to explain Snyder's version. And it mm. doesn't necessarily only have to be the Amazonian slash Atlanteans. Metahumans could be descendants as well. It's a nice, tidy way to yeah. explain Snyder's universe. No, I wouldn't say tidy. No, there's no nice or tidy way to explain <laughs> Snyder's universe because Snyder is not. not well, okay, I, that's not nice. Um. I'm a little uh, sorry. I would take it personally the way. Uh, that man treated my favorite characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, our um, last comment comes from Artful Kinksters. And they say it was literally spelled out in an adventure era Legion of Superheroes tale. Atlanteans are earthly descendants of an ancient Kryptonian colony. That's hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending on that canon and like if it's... Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know anything about that. I know. Everything gets retconned eventually. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. <laughs> um so let's go back so those are interesting comments uh while i have this up though would you like to know the difference or the relationship between adaptation and natural selection hit us with it the ideas the idea of natural selection is that traits can be passed down to allow organisms to adapt to the environment better than other organisms of the same species this enables better survival and reproduction compared with other members of the species leading to evolution. Um, further explanations. Natural selection is the mechanism that increases the probability of, env- of advantageous traits in the coming generations, whereas adaptation is the characteristic 
that changes according to the environment. Um, so adaptation is directly correlated to natural selection. It's like a product of natural selection. Yes, it appears to be so. <laughs> cool. So we're both right. Oh. <laughs> we'll call it a draw. Okay. okay. Well, does <laughs> uh, anybody have anything else they want to add before we take our mandatory message break? Who mandated the breaks? Lex Luthor, as played by Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, he takes the fun out of everything. Including a prominent DC character who has been around for decades. And Mark Zuckerberg. Wait a minute. Zuckerberg? Eisenberg? There's something strange going on here, and I'm going to find out what. Well, while you do that, we are going to go to break. We'll be right back, everybody. Unless Mark Lutherberg gets Michael. How would you like to challenge your little grey cells while reveling in the vintage perfection of David Suchet's Poirot? If so, then the Labours of Hercule podcast was made for you. We're taking a deep dive into every episode of this masterpiece of television and giving you the clues you need to solve the case along with Poirot himself. We present the case and you solve it. Whether you're a detective in the making... Or if you just simply want to gush over the genius and art decadence of Agatha Christie... Then subscribe now now to the labors of Hercule wherever you get your podcasts. Hey Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's triviality. And we're back. Got anything to report, Michael? Actually, yeah. Uh, apparently, Jesse Eisenberg and Mark Zuckerberg have a very distant common ancestor. Lucifer? Yes. How did you know? Their missing hearts gave it away. It's obvious now that you mention it. Michael, do you mind mentioning our rating scale breakdown? You know, not at all, because I do have a heart. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. Okay. All right. Um, I will... Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Nothing. I'm just eager. I'm <laughs> okay, eager then. Let's hear usually. it. Let's hear okay. it. This is unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, that's my gut. My gut says it's unlikely. 
um, especially because um, I well I don't remember. Hold on a minute. They because Darkseid's trying to find the anti-life equation, and that's that's why he comes to Earth, right? Well, that's why Steppenwolf comes to Earth. He doesn't know it's on Earth, even though that's the weird part about the Snyderverse movies is like that's the last place you saw it. Why? Mm-hmm. Why would it have left? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I don't know. Like, just I I still am of the mind of. First of all, we don't know how long that ship has been there. I mean, I know it's been frozen and that kind of thing, but really, like the fact has it really been there that long? Um, long enough for all that stuff. And if we have one pod, one pod that was open. We're mm-hmm. saying all of this happened from one person, mm-hmm. um, and the which means the initial. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm talking myself through this and thinking thoughts out loud. Which so is... then, can I give my rating? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, this is unlikely. Uh, I. I just it, if if we're talking specifically about this universe, as mm-hmm. portrayed by this guy that did this thing. Um, I think it's unlikely. Uh, there's just not enough proof to back it up. Okay. You're done. Just one more thing. Like the, the, the thing that, the thing that really makes it unlikely for me that I cannot, I cannot reconcile is the, is the, uh, Atlanteans. You know, I could maybe make the case for the, Amazons, but again, that has that person's point was good about it being only them being only women, and you can't just say, "Oh, well, that's just because how it is." Like the guy said, no, that's dumb. (laughs) Um, But I just you, uh, Atlanteans breathe underwater. They don't have gills or anything, but they can breathe and live underwater. I just don't see that originating or becoming an adaptation from a Kryptonian down the line. Well, Kryptonians don't need to breathe in space, so why do they need to worry about breathing underwater? You know, mm. that could be a, a an aspect that transferred directly over to the Elanians. How do you know right. they don't need to breathe in space? Because there have been multiple instances where Superman's been in space without any sort of breathing apparatus. Exactly. But, he, but he's breathing. He's not holding or his is breath. He? Is he holding his breath? He doesn't look like he's holding his breath. How do we know he's breathing? He's a Kryptonian. He's not a human being. So yeah. he, he does not inhale or exhale. We don't. Well, we know he exhales because he has ice breath. That's one of his powers. <laughs> so where do you get and that? He does have super powered lungs, so it's feasible that he could hold his breath for a lot longer than any human could. Okay, if he is holding his breath. Okay, uh, no, he's not. He's he's breathing in space. <laughs> okay. Michael, would you like to go next? Space lungs. Um, sure. <laughs> I I'm gonna say this one's plausible for me. Um, it's not genius because I I want to try to reserve that for really special theories, but I think there's enough evidence here and enough logic within just the theory itself, let alone some of the comments that I mean, it, it makes sense that it could it could be possible. So plausible for me. I'm giving this a preposterous because I agree with Zeke Owl 91, our first commenter about our gods 
are descendants of like the elder races, old gods, you know, that mm-hmm. are similar to Darkseid's father, that they are a totally different being than mm-hmm. a Kryptonian. Um, so that's why I'm going absolutely not <laughs> OP. So right, that's why I give this a that, preposterous. Like, He's saying like Zeus and Hades and stuff are descendants of a Kryptonian, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's also why I said it's unlikely. Poseidon. That's what that's what I meant to say earlier. Hey, <laughs> what a Poseidon can breathe underwater. <laughs> Poseidon is. is water. I uh, guess Atlanteans <laughs> are descendants of Poseidon, but if Poseidon's a descendant of a Kryptonian, then you get the idea. <laughs> I don't. Okay. But <laughs> okay. All right. Well, since everybody has gave given given their rating, it's pretty much time to bring this episode to a close. But before we do, I have to share something, a fascinating movie category I didn't even realize existed. And y'all probably didn't either. I mm-hmm. assume because we've never had this discussion. Uh, but there is such a thing, did you know, as a secret sequel? I mean, there is. that's kind of a foundation hmm. of fan theories, isn't it? Because like some people are like, this is such and such movie. Oh, yeah. Like Tremors is actually a sequel mm-hmm. to Footloose, like a secret or the, sequel. The, or Batman 66 is a sequel to the Batman. Right. Anyway, uh, so hmm. this there is uh, a category called secret sequels as revealed in a since deleted post by a deleted Reddit user. Um. <laughs> And you kind of have to tw- you have to reverse the words. There's sequel, prequel. They're the same thing. Um, but did you know that Raging Bull from 1980 is a prequel to Meet the Parents in 2000 because Robert De Niro shows off his nipples, which he famously mentions he has in Meet the Parents. Yes. <laughs> the nipple connection. That's what oh. it all comes down to. One day Someday we'll find we'll it. Find it. <laughs> the nipple <laughs> connection. connection. <laughs> okay. The Roberts, the Ben Stillers, and me. The Bulls. <laughs> okay. It rages. Oh, well, dear. That went somewhere I never imagined we would go, but that's me a too. great place. I love you, though. talking about nipples on here. <laughs> that is a great place to end a Monday episode of Fan Theory mm-hmm. Queries. So thanks for joining us. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask Is the Matrix a farm or a wildlife preserve? We'll look at the evidence and decide. Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories fan theory queries is part of the airwave media podcast network visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like the projection booth movie therapy and my history can beat up your politics